we could get 25 if we went all the way into the garage. I think we're only doing 15. 15, I'm pretty sure it's 20. Call it 20. Call it 15. Call it 17 and a half. Do we go into the garage? I don't think we went all the way into the garage. Okay. 15. Either way. <laughs> either way. Even more impressive. Like, yeah. look at wrestling, for example. We all know that it isn't real. The WWE isn't real. The WWF isn't real. You wash your mouth out. What right. are you talking about? What do you want about? What are you talking it's about? As real it's as, real. It's as real as the entertainment allows it to be. Like, no, that's, is, that's dead set real. <laughs> there is the real. big... All right, that's a big I part watched of it, Mankind right? jump off the Hell in a Cell. <laughs> hey, man, don't get me wrong. I'm a diehard fan. That's real. All right? I love the idea of a superhero called Relative Strength Man. It's just like some really small dude that like comes to a situation and like two guys are fighting. like, stop it. Stop it. If we had a fight right now and you guys were my size, I would totally win. <laughs> and then they just like kick him and you're like, get out of here. Get out of here. Wait, wait, wait. So I get my calculator. So yeah. This formula proves <laughs> this it. This formula yeah. proves it. <laughs>we do have parents watching friends and family so even though we talk a bit of banter a bit of trash can't be still got to keep it still got to keep it kind of clean you know kinda, like we'll beep the swear words and stuff like that i just i stop beeping square words for the most part i do every now for like the first two i just do um like but not anymore like the simpsons you can say us right <sighs> yes now dan first of all Everybody, welcome back to the Big Flex, everybody. And wait, wait, wait. Dan, you see the yellow and the pink. I want you to press them simultaneously. These two? Yeah, go. Welcome back <laughs> to the Big Flex, everybody. Welcome back to the Big Flex. We have special guest Dan Macri with us today. Hey, let's get it. Let's get it. Yay. Yay. <laughs> Yay for Dan. Dan has been a call-in guest twice, I believe, on the Big Flex. And he's also been an, uh, a guest on my Stream the Institute podcast twice, one in person, one via uh, Zoom, and we we're in the midst of a pandemic. I think I was in the first 10 episodes of the Strength Institute podcast. The first, in the first 10? Yeah, I was in one of the first 10. Yeah, yeah you were like on yeah. number, number three or four, I think. Yeah. Number, number four, I believe it was. I'll double check, but yeah, not, it was not early all on. all of the first 10. Yeah, yeah, not all. If you were here, you were doing a stellar <laughs> job at hiding, sir, because we did not see, yeah. You were, in, um, you were definitely in our, one of our first 10 and then also um, yeah, in the teens as well, I'm pretty sure. So Yes. Yeah, all, all, all good there. And then I reached out to Dan. Dan's like, what are you guys doing on Friday? I said, well, we're going to do a podcast. Would you like to join us? He goes, yes. I said, no, would you like to join the professional, the Strength Institute podcast? We talk about science and strength and being just on top of our... You've already done that. Or do you want to get big and flex? We want to get flex. big and get on the flex. <laughs> so we're on the big flex. Um, before we start this podcast... If you haven't done so already, please like and subscribe. We are up to like 628 odd subscribers. So how much, so so since you started okay. doing the the That's posting the posting regularly stuff, yep. how many have we gone from and to since you started? So on well on all the platforms or on just on, in general just in, just in general on YouTube we we were at like 500 and maybe 50 and it's gone up to about 628. So let's say 80, 80 new subscribers. But when I look back at the, because it, it gives you your monthly reports on, um, was it like more like above average compared to last month or below yeah. average? And it's tracking at about um, 40 more per month. Yeah, if that so makes sense. I, I still remember like the video coming out of you guys doing your 100 subscriber. Yes, the 100, the, the 100, the 100 squats. squats. Yeah. That was awful. <laughs> that was and terrible. It doesn't awful. feel like it was that long ago. Like It doesn't, no. So it was yeah. over a year ago. But um, but yeah, so it took a really long time to get up to 100. And then it's gone 
much faster up to 500. To, to be fair, though, we weren't trying to get it up to 100. That was when you, you weren't trying at all. We were just posting stuff. Yeah. Just for funsies. Yeah. And it wasn't really like we were trying at all. That was a big deal. And we're like, ooh, 100 people. And now it's it's you're actually trying and it's like consistently going up every time. We are every trying. Every single week. It's, it's going up every single week. Yeah. I don't know if you're following along, Dan, but I've been doing um, one social media post per day, every day. And the goal is for a whole year. And I'm up to like, must be like day 80 something now. Like I'm almost three, closing in on three months. And like I have a TikTok account, which I hate, which is up to like 42 subscribers. Um, and then Instagram jumped up by a couple hundred. Facebook jumped up from like 550 to like 3,100. So that's, that's popped up because we have two 1 million plus viewed videos now. Ooh, it's very exciting. And then, yeah, um, YouTube's ticking up as well. So, nice. not bad. Um, for those... Yes, I do follow you on TikTok. I'm one of the 42, oh, 42 subscribers. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. Um, I guess, well, for those that don't know you, would you like to introduce yourself? What you do, what your background is in, Dan? And then uh, and then we can talk about some of that stuff. Uh, yeah, of course. Um, all right. So... Uh, I'll give the quick brief rundown. Um, so it started in strength sports at 15 when I did my first powerlifting competition, competed in powerlifting from 15 to like 19-ish when I switched over to strongman. Uh, competed in strongman for a couple of years before taking over running um, strongman competitions within Western Australia and did that as the sole promoter uh, for close to 15 years um, or thereabouts. Um, then I've passed it on to, to, to other people as well as uh, new promoters sort of stepping in, um, you know, to help grow the sport as well. And it's great to see all the new promotions that are, you know, that are running uh, events as well. And, you know, the fact that the community is making an effort to grow and, you know, more people are getting involved, which is the best thing for the sport. Um, myself as an athlete, obviously competed in, in Strongman for, uh, for, for quite a while, competed professionally for... Unfortunately, a very short period of time with uh, with some injuries, but um, still chasing after a, a few records and uh, or furthering records that I have at this stage, I guess. So, yeah, that's the long and short of of uh, me and what I am doing. Nice. So, so how old were you when you made the switch from powerlifting to strongman? Um, like formally in terms of my first strongman competition. Yeah. I, was, I guess I guess when you realized, you know what, I think strongman is what I'm pursuing now, not not powerlifting. Okay, so. Mentally, I made that decision at like 16. The problem was nothing existed in, in Western Australia, yeah. strongman-wise at all. The only competitions were over in the Eastern States and they're all basically Australia's strongest man level. There was like two comps a year that got run and it was basically uh, like an exhibition comp around Australia Day-ish and then there was Australia's Strongest Man, which was July, August roughly at that stage. And they were both, like I said, Australia's Strongest Man level weights and you basically had to be invited to them and not too many 16-year-old kids that are, you know, mucking around in their backyards are getting invited. So it's a anyway. bit like that with most sports in Australia. Australia just doesn't really have the population for things to just boom and grow like it does in other countries. It's a, a bit of a shame. It's good to see that it's finally starting to pick up some traction now. Oh, it's, it's amazing how far it's progressed. I mean, yeah. even like the first strongman comp that I ever ran by myself, which was the state titles, we had five competitors and a bunch of them were, well, people that were training with me. Yeah. But Never. <laughs> was that the first one that you ran? No, that, no, wasn't, no, no. that wasn't the first run. No, no, no. I, I only was... did the I only did the one. Look, I'm one and done. You know, that was the one that, from one here. That was my second year of running things by myself. Yeah, so, yeah, okay. But yeah. say there was hey, there was more than five people competing. There was like probably five in my weight class when I oh, five no, or six in my weight class when I. I was going to use that as an easy example. Yeah, so yeah. The first year I competed, we had three heavyweights and three and two under one hundred fives. Um. Delaney did uh, did that one. Did he? Yeah, yeah right. So, so, yeah, there was 
the, all three of the heavyweights actually trained with us. Delaney and one of the other 105s were, were training with us as well. And then there was one of the 105 that kind of rocked up out of nowhere, but he basically pulled out. After, I think he pulled out after like the first event or something like that. Okay, so. try to talk a little bit closer into that one. Yeah, yeah so pulled, I think he pulled out maybe after the first or second event or something. And it was, realistically, it was five people competing. The yeah, okay. Um, but yeah, anyway, and then going on to the next year, we had, I think, pretty much double that competitor-wise. And that was literally the second competition that I ran. So, yeah. no, it's been good to see the, the sport grow. But uh, yeah, and even I've, I've, got a, I've got a question, if you don't mind me interjecting yeah, here as well. Like, speaking of the sport growing, you, you mentioned before that you competed professionally for a short amount of time. Yes. I actually forgot about this. Earlier in the gym, you were showing Megan the RAC video. Can you pull this up and can we, like, watch this now as we, as we view it? Because this is something that I don't think a lot of people realize about you, is you actually are quite famous, right? You've been on the television. I don't even know where I would, um, Do I just type in, what do I type uh, in, RAC you, Boxing? If you search, if you Google, oh, sorry, Google, if you go on YouTube and go yeah. RAC Boxing Ad Australia, boxing it'll pop up. Yeah, pop so up. Uh, Dan has been uh, uh, Now, I guess I can the, put this as TV. a little picture in picture, but it's um it's not going to, which one would it be, Dan? You on YouTube? And it was back yeah, when we YouTube. were all watching TV still, and so you, you would have seen this ad. Uh, like, I remember seeing it a, a hundred times when it was on TV. Uh, so I'm, I'm pretty sure most people would recognize him if they, if they saw the, the ad. Would that be easier? Yeah, send it to me if you can, yeah. Yeah, I'll do it right now. Perfect. Yeah, yeah. And we'll watch this one as we go. This is quite, a, this is quite a, 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 like a funny, I guess, series of ads that went on where the, the, the whole theme of the ad was like someone subs in for you, RSC has got you back. And uh, Big Dan's just being Big Dan. As, That's right. As, as he is. It was, uh, it was quite fun. Yeah, and on Facebook. Nice. I kind of almost forgot that that happened. So let's bring it up. No, it was a, it was a good little bit of fun. <laughs> All right, so we're going to watch it here. I'll put it picture in picture um, in the, yeah, keep the volume low so I don't get striked copyright. Yeah, yeah, so this was quite cool. I The first yeah. time I saw it, I recognized him, but then Megan watched it today and was flabbergasted. Yeah. She couldn't believe it. She's like, I Whoop, didn't know. There he is. Yeah, Big Dan's got you. That would be terrifying. It would be terrifying. Nice. I'll put that picture. I'll put that picture in picture when right. we see it. So, yeah, yeah. So uh, you're, you're famous. TV famous. Um, he's actually cool. done a movie as well. I have You've two done a movie? IMDb credits if you do if you believe it or not. Two. Uh, oh, is really? RAC ad one of them? No, it wasn't. No. Two, yeah, two, what two movies movie have credits. you been in? Um, all right. So there's it's PG, a, right? We agree this yes. podcast is PG. <laughs> there is a still yet to be released. Um, superhero one. Superhero movie. That's been going on for how many years? I did that when I was like 16 or 17. Um, <laughs> what is this guy doing? How what? is he not... Pr pr the whole movie is actually on YouTube. Okay. Like you, you I've watched it. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Is it good? Quick! It's what? garbage, isn't it? It's, it's, it's absolutely it's hot garbage. Probably the best movie I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> <laughs> can, 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 can I watch it? Yeah. As far as I know, it's still on YouTube. Oh, yeah. sweet. What's it on what year? Oh, I think it's called like 2002. Six or some shit like that. I don't know. But what's the, what's the what's the movie called? Oh, the movie's called um, Strong Man. It's called Strong Man. Which it's a superhero movie. Yes, and the superheroes are the strong men. I, it's no relation to the sport whatsoever. Cool. Dan actually plays a fairy that grants wishes. <laughs> really? No. Oh, you got me all excited for a second. I was like, no way. That sounds like a lot of fun. Um, so what are you in the movie? What do you do? I am one of the superheroes. Sweet. Yeah. Oh, I'm definitely going to watch that. I'm going to judge you very harshly. I, I, I appreciate it. <laughs> so, and what other one? You said you were in two. And there was another movie, um, Australian sort of dark comedy that came out, was released I think two years ago, mm -hmm. uh, called Below. So sort of set in a, uh, like slightly in the future, like uh, some prison fights are sort of going on. I'm one of the, one of the pit fighters that uh, people are betting on. Yeah, oh, nice. Okay, cool. Like background extra sort of deal? Um, 
No, it's enough to get a credit on yeah. IMDb. Yeah, okay. Relatively cool. minor role, basically. Are you I, like pit fighter number three? Um, oh, I credits. have a name. I'm, I'm called the Bear. Oh, sweet. <laughs> yeah, awesome. so cool. yeah. My, my, I was basically the protagonist of the film. Mm-hmm. I'm his first fight, and I'm sort of the champion of that particular see, prison. And then he beats me, and then sort of that starts his uh, story. No. So, yeah, that's that, that was my job. Do you reckon you're going to get a spin-off movie, The Redemption of Bear? <laughs> I hope so. I'd love bring, to. Bring, bring so it back to Bear. Yeah. All right, so real talk, though. In, like, Do you think that if you had to fight him for real that you would win, or do you think he'd still get you? I think I'd get him if it was a real fight. <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty cool. So, yeah, uh, relatively TV famous. Are you going to, like Arnold did, pursue your, your theatre career? Um, honestly, for years, I've always thought I should at least start my put myself up on like a, a you know star now or, or, or something like that, or, or find an agent or something to represent me. But it wouldn't be hard. It's just just someone of your stature. It would be super yeah. easy. You'd be you'd, you'd be get roles cast. for sure. Yeah, uh, exactly. It's, it's more been apathy than anything that stopped me from doing it. But um, no, I've actually got another audition to go to later today. So what's really, that one for? Really? Um, <laughs> yeah. So the same agent from the film below contacted us earlier in the week, and uh, it's it's an ad for Western Power. Um, yeah. So yeah, they need a a, a big uh, a hairy Italian guy, and uh, she's like, "You're a big hairy Italian guy. You want to give this a shot?" So yeah, like, that is racial profiling. But yes, I will be there. <laughs> cool. I, I mean, I'm actually as soon as I get there, I'm gonna be like, "How much do you want me to ham up the accent? Like we're going like rule like full, you know, like over the top. We're you want the pasta or like? Or we just go on like a regular pasta? Yeah. 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 Outrageous. Well, I think that's fantastic. I think you should do it. My my dad got into acting in like. His seventies, really? Yes, he is also an IMDb credited. Uh, in what? So I don't know if he's IMDb. So basically, when he was in the states, he's like, you know what? I've done the business thing. Um, like I've, you know, we've set up the glass studio. Like kids are off doing their thing. He's like, I'm just gonna like do some stuff that I want to do. And he's like doing, he's pursuing his photography. Like yeah, he's had his photography published in a few different books. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I'm going to do a bit of acting. And so he did like a bunch of these acting um, courses through yeah. like in, 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 I think it was near Berkeley. So like a good, like acting part in California. Right. Mm-hmm. And um, did all these acting school things. And then part of it was like, all right, well, if you wanted to be able to join the actors guild, which is like, you need to be in the actors guild to do like mainstream things. I think yeah, yeah. you need to have, you need to appear in like so many like independents or like you have to do like, it's like yeah. you get a certain amount of credits. Stepping believe, right? stones. Stepping stones, do, right. Play with the big and boys. so he started doing some like um, people that were doing um, film as like grad students uh, doing like their short movies and stuff. <laughs> and he actually plays um, like a murderer. In one. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. He plays this artist. He plays this artist and he cuts himself and he realizes that that's the perfect sort of red for his for his art that he's trying to get into this manic art. And someone comes to the that's house, he ends cool. up murdering them and like using their blood as paint. And then it comes full circle. And I'm gonna give it away. It's called Ah, uh, I can't remember what it's called. There's something in Ning. I will find something out. In yeah, oh, I will yeah. find we'll out. Put it in the we'll, show notes. We'll, we'll put it in the show notes. It, it is available to watch on Vimeo. I'll I'll check with him first to make yeah. sure he's happy with me putting it up there. That's but cool. if it is, we'll we'll watch him be a be a murdering artist. That's really interesting. I had no idea. When was that? Was that recently then? That probably came out maybe three or four years ago. Ooh. And then also, because he was doing a bunch of other ads, um, advertising stuff, like mm-hmm. they were walking down the street um, and they saw like this big ad for like a retirement village. And like my dad's like in the photo. Like, hey. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I was like, is this you? It's like, yes, it is me. Do they like, do they tell you, because I know that you have to provide like some uh, like uh, pictures and stills and stuff to studios. Do they, do they I don't know what use the, it I, I don't know what the deal is with that. Do you have to agree to it? I don't know what the deal is with that, especially, I don't know if it's the same in Australia and the US, but I think he just sort of like, 
I don't know. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Because that would suck. Because you feel like, yeah, I want to make it as an actor, and then you're on like preparation H. Like, well, no, this is like um, it's like Joey like from Friends, where he's like, yeah. he goes, it was it syphilis or something like that? Yeah, syphilis yeah. or gonorrhea sort of thing. Yeah, it's like what Chipotle yeah, isn't telling you. Yeah, yeah. Oh look, oh, from at least what 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 I know, and take this with a grain of salt because it might be all entirely wrong. Even with the the RAC ad, basically the contract pretty clearly outlined. This is what we're using you for. We are, you know, we have rights to your likeness within this context for this period of time. I see. If outside of this period, like let's just say they want to, let's just say they go, we love that RSC ad, we want to run it again. They're then going to pay me again. They don't own it in perpetuity. They own the rights for it for that period of time. Right. Do you have to agree to it again? Yes. Yeah. So if they want to run it again, I have to sign off saying that I want to want to do it again. Cool. And then they repay me. Yeah, as I did fair. previously. Well, I wonder what if there's any differences between the US and here. I'm sure there is. There's a lot of differences. I'd say there most things would be. <laughs> yeah, there's all all kind of interesting there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, let's circle back. We'll circle back to the uh, strongman stuff before yes. Adrian got us off on this giant tangent. We talked about murdering artists on um, videos on YouTube. Um, was that Dan said there was a big jump between year one and year two of of running competitions here, and and that was back in 2010. 2010, because I won 2011, so that was the second year, right? Even before that, no, 2009 might have been the first one. Yeah, it's 2009. Entirely by myself, and I'd been running it with Matt Van Buren. Van Van Buren. Van Buren for a couple of years before that. Right. Um, Yeah. So I mean, obviously, in terms of the sport growing, um, it's huge now. I don't say huge. It's a lot bigger. There's what. Just in WA now, we got WA Strongman, WA Strength Athletics, Southwest Strongman. Yes, so right. In terms of prom- like promoters or organizations, that's pretty right? much it. So they're the three prom- promoters or organizations that are running comps. Each yes. of those run several comps a year. Yes. And they run through different federations. So you have Static Monsters, you have Australian Strongman Alliance, you have Australia's Strongest, um, and then you have Stepping Stones now all the way to World Strongest Man. You have Stepping Stones to well OSG, which is. World strongest man is the open heavyweight males, but then everyone else, like all your weight classes and all the women as well, go to OSG, official official strongman games, which is run by Giants Live. And so Giants Live then do their professional tours around the world. So if you go to OSG and they see you, then you can make this team. So there's actually a lot of um, pathways now, which is great. There is. I mean, it's it's come a long way from um, from when I first started getting my first Australia strongest man that there wasn't actually a direct pathway. It was pretty much a you know, hey, I've run this comp. I think me and this Nevin guy who both won, you know, we seem like we both should be there because we're both the, the WA champs, let us in. And then the guy who's running at the time goes, well, I've got no, you know, well, yeah, you guys can come in. You guys have, you know, did weights. We feel are, are good enough. That was, that, that there, was, there was no direct pathway that year. It wasn't even to the following year that it was like, you know, handshake agreement. There's no real contract. Right. You know, winner of WA States goes to Australia's strongest man. And mm. it sort of just grew from there, you know. Um, see, but when when I won back in 2011, it was different from that. Again, it was um, it was Linden's Bill Linden's Strength oh, Quest strength series. Quest, yeah. So basically, there was three or four events that were the same nationwide. It was a deadlift. Four. It was four. a log for clean was, and press. It was farmers yoke, 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 log for max, dead for max, and farmers and farmers. So four events, and basically, no matter what state comp you did. You ran those four events. You could have extra events as well. Like we also had a sandbag carry in our yes. state. So you could have extra events, but those four were mandatory. Mm-hmm. And then all the scores from everyone around Australia went in and the top so many were invited yeah. to Australia's Strongest, which I kind of like that as it, well. I think, okay. It's, uh, it's got pros and cons. Pros and cons. So I'll just go to that. Pros and cons was everyone's on an even playing field. And that's what I really liked. Everyone does the same event. So you can't go... Uh, Billy over in New South Wales had an easier run to me than me because his yoke was 
300 and mine was 400. You know, you can't go John over in, you know, Queensland. Way easier for him because he had farmers and I had a frame carry, you know. Right. Like it's, it's, all, it's all like for like. That's the biggest positive, you know. And when you get everyone's scores up on the scoreboard, you can go, all right, well, you had the op- option to do this weight, this weight or this weight. You chose the heaviest one, so you beat everyone lighter than you because you got at least a minimum distance, or you all did the same weight, which is the heaviest, and you did yeah. the fastest. So yeah, exactly. You it's called strongman, not relative strength man. Exactly. So. <laughs> you know, it's, it's very clear <laughs> who won because there is always the argument that- of, well, what's more impressive, finishing the yoke 400 kilos for 20 meters or 350 for 25, you yeah. know, or, yeah. or, or whatever. There's always right. some argument. So out. the weight always takes precedence? Um or just the best or, score. Or usually. Yeah. Right. I mean, yeah. look, with, with this, it was all set distances. It was, all, it was always a 15-meter yoke, and then there was basically different weights to, to pick. Well, yeah, that's a good point. It has to be quantifiable, right? You yeah. have to be able to accurately say this person is stronger or this person exactly. is, like, is, is a better athlete because. And if there's too much variation, then the athletes vary a lot as well. So if you want to compete in the sport of strongman, then there has to be a, like a marker or something to achieve to be the best, right? 100%. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, I, I must say, though, just really quickly, and we'll, is that I love the idea of a superhero called Relative Strength Man. He's just like some really small dude that like comes to a situation and like two guys are fighting. He's like, stop it. Stop it. If we had a fight right now and you guys were my size, I would totally win. <laughs> and then they just like kick him and you're like, get out of here. Get out of here. Wait, wait, wait. So I get my calculator. So yeah. This formula proves this it. This formula yeah. proves it. I would obviously win. Yeah. And continue. But yeah, with, uh, with Strong Man, I, I think there's, there's two ways of looking at it. Um, and one is it's a sport the other is it's entertainment and while it is a sport its origins are in entertainment it the, the sport was started by um you know by, by a media company for the purpose of it being a, a tv show it was never would intended you be able to hit us with a little bit of knowledge there well, how long ago was it created so 77 i want to say and what were some of the first events there was a bunch of really weird stuff. Exploding so, a water balloon by breathing into it. And so a um a, a hot water bottle. I don't know if that was ever actually in a. Was that event, was that just um but, was that just Franco Colombo's like show trick? I mean, just Franco Colombo's yeah, okay. show trick. But like, it, say, did, did a lot of it they used to bend like, Rio bars on their yeah, head. They did. Yeah. Like, they used to like the do big, the, twi- the twist was one of the first ones, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. The strongman in the circus and stuff like that. There used to be a part of it. There's a lot of strongman circus events. Um, I mean things like the. You can find a video of Franco Columbus blowing out his knee doing this as well, but like carrying a refrigerator on your back, with oh, yeah. like a weird backpack kind of I've thing. I've seen a carousel lift where, yes. like, the carousel lift on a like a hack squat, uh, yeah. not a hack squat, a belt like a belt squat sort of thing. Like, with a, lift, like a weird partial squat they're doing at one, which was like a, a boat that was on a lever, and, yeah. and somehow they're adding thousands of thousands of pounds to, on, to yeah. it continuously to equate to like an extra hundred pounds that you're actually lifting because yeah. the way the giant lever worked. But like, it was. It was it was cool the way that they were doing it. It's about it. the spectacle of it. It was all, it was all the spectacle. Mm. And to begin with, like um, back in the first one, was Don Rindout, and I cannot remember the other name of the other guy, but they they was basically the top US weightlifter and the top US powerlifter, and they, they were kind of the, the two guys in it. Other than yep. that, it was like, hey, here's a couple of bodybuilders who have signed up to do it because, you know. They look big. They look big. <laughs> um, you know, here's a couple of NFL guys that look pretty big, come over and do it. Uh, mm-hmm. And... Uh, um, Here's some guy that does arm wrestling that's going to be terrible at everything other than two <laughs> other events. Than arm wrestling, other yeah. than arm wrestling, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so it was, it was, you know, really totally a, a spectacle, and it, it evolved more and more into a sport over time. I mean, you got guys like Bill Kazma and John Paul Sigmundson coming in and actually really making it a sport and coming from their, you know, proper athletic backgrounds, mm. really training for it like it was a sport. But it, it's the origins of, of strongman still lie in in entertainment. And for myself as a promoter, the biggest downside to me about that strength quest system for all the positive I had was it's not as entertaining I feel for the crowd 
or for the athletes. I found it became a bit dry running it at times because the same four events over and over again. Yeah. And part of what initially attracted people to strongman was variety. The different pulling trucks know. and right. aeroplanes exactly, and doing you know? all sorts of really amazing I stuff. I think yeah. I think one of the negatives of the strength quest. So I get I agree. The positives are it's. You, Everyone does the same thing to qualify, which is great because th there is so much variety. It really, you know, you could have a bunch of people really underperforming, but the winner still gets to go across, mm -hmm. right? If you're doing it that way. But, but everyone doing the same thing um, for those four is good. But the problem is you get people that test good, right? I'm going to train all year round for these four events. Yep. Cool. But when you get to Australia's Strongest Man and you're doing seven events and only two of the ones that you've did are in there mm. and you suck at everything else, yeah. it's then the bad reflection again, right? Exactly. Like well, you haven't got that variety. In, in all honesty, it's, it's the events, they were all pretty static, pretty short distance because they were allowed, because there was, was designed so they could be done pretty much anywhere um, or you know, with, with the least amount of you know, space limitations um, and relatively small amounts of equipment. So... For me, it always that they all the events worked really well for me. And this is from someone who benefited from it. Like the the strength quest, the three years that I did, I'm pretty certain I ranked top in the country. The uh, the, the three years that it was was around for, or three years, or top two at least. But when it came to the actual competition, you start throwing in you know things that require a greater amount of athleticism, like the medleys and stuff like that. I I, I was terrible at them. You know, they, they were pretty much. If I didn't suck so much in medleys, I feel like I would have had a, a couple more titles for my name. And that's not a trying to talk down anyone else. That's saying I fucked up. Sorry. Um, you know, like that, that, that's on me. I, if I was more prepared as an athlete, I would have performed better. And that was my, my own choice to not train them as hard as I could or be as dedicated on those. And so mm -hmm. I suffered for it as, as a result. But like you sort of said, I, I tested well in the qualifiers, you know, yeah, and, yeah. I, and all year round I prepared for a big deadlift, a big log, big yoke. Yeah. Farmers just whatever happened there. Yeah. Um, and, you know, it, it did well for me in the qualifiers, but it didn't always translate over 100% to, to the events. And when it came to running events myself as well, like I said, it's everyone kind of knows it's going to be there. There's not that excitement about the events being released. And there's not as much fun in kind of designing a comp. And kind of I, I, I do like the idea with, 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 uh, with, with comps of having something unique and interesting at, at each competition. Yeah. You know, I mean, I, I always like to follow a bit of a format of like a heavy carry, you know, some kind of a deadlift or a squat. Um, some kind of a press, some kind of a medley, and then some kind of a load. There's you know? so much variation with that. You know, like exactly. you could, it doesn't even necessarily have to be strongman or strongman equipment. Like if you wanted one, if you really just want to be that, like introduce the showmanship, you could just go back to like, call it like classic, whatever circus, make some fun cool name and just get people lifting fridges and shit like it doesn't it doesn't really matter right oh. like th as long as there's a, like a variation of something that already exists there's so much room there where you could do some just really interesting stuff the only problem is that the athletes probably wouldn't be super impressed with like trying to lift something weird and awkward but isn't that in line with it, what strongman is it, it very much is a few strongman federations don't even actually announce the events to their athletes till a couple of weeks out now yeah I, I, I really like this I, I, I think it's, I, dis I disagree I, I, I like I, it because it, it makes people train everything a lot. So you can't yeah. just be like just really good at the quality. The jack of all trades is a master, master of none. Master of none. The thing for myself as well with, with that is people if people don't have a time to prepare and they've lacked that specific preparation, um, I think it increases the chance of injuries. One hundred percent. You know, if, if that was my main point. You know, if you don't know yeah, there's gonna be a Conan's wheel and you don't train for a Conan's wheel, you're not conditioned for a Conan's wheel, but you get there on the day and you're still pushing it hundred percent, chance of hurting yourself is, is much higher because you had no practice. So that was what I always thought was a downside of that. Now, I, I do like the idea of the be prepared for everything sort of idea. Like, there's always pluses and minuses to it. And it kind of does 
create for a bit more of a interesting show because no one knows what's going on. But there's enough of that anyway. Strongman is relatively unstandardized, so why you can why you can be training yoke here, the yoke you're going to use at the competition is going to be oh. a different yoke anyway. The, you know? So the, the difference, yeah, you can run the same yoke, and the difference of of five to ten meters or weight or even the new yokes that have the uprights that go higher than the cross beam compared to one that I have where it's the same level, they feel completely different. Oh, I mean, I was, that's literally what I was going to say. If we get your yoke now loaded up to 300 kilos and we both go for a run with it and then we head over to where my uh, yoke is and we both load that up to 300 kilos and go for a run with it, it's going to feel totally different. Completely different. Weight yeah. distribution's entirely different. Height's totally different. Everything's... Yeah. So, yeah, no, I agree. I think that having that spontaneity and the, and the variety is cool. I think... Um, I think eight weeks should really be eight weeks out. This is what we're doing. And I think it should be no less than eight weeks. I would say 12 weeks is too long. Three months, that's a long time to be training I, for specific things. I liked 10 weeks out announcing at least a guide of what the events would be. Be like, hey, there's going to be, you know, there's going to be farmers, there'll be farmers and sandbags, weights right. TBD. So right, at the very right. least, you can go, all right, if I get in light and start doing some farmers and some sandbags, I can have a, 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 you know, even if it's not a hundred percent in line with what the comments gonna be, it's not a, you know, properly periodized. At least you know what the event's gonna be. One hundred percent. I'm gonna go reset these uh, cameras real quick. I'm trying to find the full saying, the jack of all trades, master of none, because yeah. it actually isn't what you think it is. Um, Adrian's trying to find the whole quote because he saw it on a TikTok one didn't time. Didn't see it on TikTok. I've read it, it on TikTok. In a book. You didn't read it in a book. <laughs> that's for sure. What was the last book you actually read? Not including like training manuals. Uh, the last book that I actually read, mm -hmm. it's Animal Farm, actually. And how long ago? When did I go to Down South? I finished reading. No, no, no. no it wasn't that long ago. No, not too long ago, actually. Okay. And, and how, at, how? at the moment, I'm reading a different book. Thank you very much. What are you reading? Um, the, the See, now I'm going to butcher it because I can't remember the title. Uh, yeah, because it. you're not reading it. He's you lying. Know, you know the guy uh, the guy from the Hitler time, and he wrote the book about being in the camps? Uh, you, that guy. I, I'm terrible what are you talking about? With, with memories and names. The uh, guy who committed the whole book to memory wrote an entire book that brought down like a, a very large part of that whole regime and that like was had like a cult uh, following because people weren't allowed to actually like read the book. So there was like black market dealings between the Jews and the, you know, you know, this all sounds like I'm gonna, I'm gonna get, I, some people will know right. what I'm talking about. Okay. I'll get if the book you, and I'll put it up and uh -huh. then people will understand what my gibberish uh -huh. means. So uh, I just have a terrible recall to memory and I can't remember the title of the book. So deal with it. Right. Like, how much of a book do we have to have read for it to count? Well, yeah, I don't know. At least I'm like halfway through that one. At least 200 pages. Getting to it. I mean, the whole book wasn't 200 pages. The last book that I read. So no, 150 pages. <laughs> Okay. There we go. Jack of all trades is a master of none, but oftentimes better than a master of one. Haha. -ha. So that's what the saying is, and that's what I like about that, right? Yeah, but 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 do you know who says that? Who Someone says that's that? not a master of anything. It's like we're not a master of one, but it's it's better than that. I'll, I'll put this in 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 direct sport terms now. It's kind of like. The guy who's the best in the world at the pentathlon going, yeah, I know I'm not actually the best in the world at shot put, but really. Or I, the 5K I, or this or this or, javelin, or this. Or, or the 100 well, I'm meters. pretty good at all of but them. But I'm, I'm kind of good at all of them. And like effectively that makes me the best because I'm, I'm you know, I'm sure, better than all sure. these no individual masters. With you. No one even knows because who you're those not people master are. Of one, right? Sure. But like. Strongman isn't like that. There's not just fixed events, right? There's lots of different events and there's lots of different things you need to be good at to be a good athlete in Strongman. That's entirely true. And I would honestly say, I mean, you even look at, say, the top three athletes in the world now between uh, Martins, um, 
uh, Stoltman and Novikov. Uh, and depending on the events, this is interesting. Depending, oh sorry, quickly. Depending on the events, you know, any one of them could win. You even look, say, you know, the last two majors, Martins won, but Stoltman got him this time. You know, and if you change the events up slightly, well, Novikov would probably win. Well, so so was, and this is what's so interesting as well. The last few years of professional strongman haven't been more interesting because you had Martin Lisi's who man search for meaning. Sorry, the book just came to my my brain. Then man search for meaning. That's what I'm. I'm man reading. search for man meaning. Man search for meaning. There okay. you go. Boom. Okay. Yes. Okay. Sorry. Sorry. Keep going. <laughs> Is that Martin Lisi's? He won, but he was not like a giant, giant man like your like your Brian Shaw or your Eddie Halls or your Thors. Like he was big, yeah. but he's he's he's, he's not two hundred kilos big, right? No, but I think he's still a lot bigger than what most people are. He's like one fifty, like one between one fifty and one sixty five. Okay, all right. I, I saw the the at one fifty, but you look at him compared to a Thor, compared to a Brian. Like he doesn't look like the same category of weight yeah. size. Then you have Novikov, who won, who was like one hundred and thirty. No, he wasn't. He was like one thirty five. Can you look at how much Alexei Novikov was? He wouldn't be more than one forty. Yeah, okay, but if you want to go and look up weights, it always says Zadrunas competed at one seventy, and he definitely did not. Right. So like. Novikov was more like 150-ish. And he, there's even like an interview with him talking about at that, the world that he won, dropping like 10 kilos of body weight during the competition from being sick and ending up at like 135 to 138. Like he started- Yeah, this is 132 to 135 kilos. I don't know. Either way, those two guys, especially yeah. Novikov, if you look at him compared Novikov's to- Novikov's definitely the lightest He is the recently. smallest one for sure. Yeah. Um, but crushing it. And, and he, this is actually a really cool, cool, cool example. So Novikov- one how many events this year in the finals four of them three or four i think he won four of the of them and yeah. came second in one and like this and like crushing it but came dead last in or came last in the stones and lost to stoltman yeah it was insane um uh, he ended up getting third overall i think martin's got second the, oh yeah i mean he lost to as in not yeah second yeah but he lost his first place yeah i mean he was he was crushing it um stoltman pulled it out but yeah, it's been really exciting. I mean, this World's Strongest Man, I think they had five past winners all competing. Yes. Yeah, which is really, really cool. I think you have Brian most... Shaw, Stoltman, Novikov, Lisi's, and there was one more, I swear. I'm trying to think. I feel like it's... Maybe it was only four. Either way, it was a very impressive lineup. It was fun. No, it must only be four because... Okay. Huh. Let me ask you this. Other than that, the only winners in the last... 10 years that could even potentially be there would be Zadrunas, Thor, and Eddie, and none of them were competing. Correct. Eddie was there. He was wasn't there. Competing. He wasn't competing. Let me ask your opinion on Brian Shaw making the final. Yes. Do you think that was horseshit? Look, I I haven't watched all the footage of everything, so I'm just going to go by what I've seen. And uh, from the spreadsheets that all get posted online, I don't necessarily think it was. Um, look, is it the way that the way that World's Strongest Man runs, just so for, for people out there, because I'll give them a little context. Um, basically, there's three, two to three days of qualifiers, depending on how they're setting it up each year. I think it was two days of qualifiers this year, um, where they have. Well, this year I actually really liked it. They had uh, basically it was it was four events that everyone did, and then first place after that four. So for, the five events that everyone did after those five events, whoever was first place in each one of the five groups of six athletes was guaranteed a spot in the finals. And then athlete two and three faced off against each other in a last man standing. Which is ridiculous. I don't like it personally. I liked how they're doing it previously where they just run six events and the two highest point places after six yeah. events win. Because basically 
if you're the guy coming in th- uh, fourth, right, and you're the best stone lifter, you're at a disadvantage because your best event isn't really going to be contested at a, at a time where you can right. get points. So or, or likewise, the guy that Brian Shaw... And, and here's it. I really like Brian Shaw. I wanted to win his fifth title. Like, yeah. I think he's great. And I watch his YouTube channel. He's mm. really... He's cool. He's like a really genuinely nice dude, right? Like, he's just... Yeah. He's cool. You, you want to support him. And he was coming third. But... And here's the problem with that significantly in third place. Like, even if he had won, so let's say it was yeah. done traditionally, if he had won the stones, the other guy, even if he had lost the stones, um, I don't think he could even overtake him. I, I think he was... I, I sti- can't recall the points. I'm quite sure, head, statistically, he could not overtake him if it was, it was done traditionally. I know it was real difficult to, and I know there was... there was It, it was Bobby Thompson who was was coming in second. Mm. Great, great athlete. Um, and credit to Bobby as well, because a lot of people were, you know, putting up stuff about, you know... Uh, you know, collusion. Yeah, collusion. Brian Shaw messing with his tacky, this and that, whatever. Collusion. And Who was he colluding? No, there was no collusion. There was no collusion, but there was a, a little internet rumor that started, not related to any athletes, because there's footage of him looking to Brian, just going, "I can't hold on to it," and and complaining. And, and as he said, he and Brian are friends. He was just showing his frustration. Yeah. Took his hat. He took you know, take, he's taking his hat off to Brian, congratulating him, yeah. getting through. People were saying that Brian like sabotaged his tacky, yeah. which he didn't. And then no. he even said, "No, he did." I mean, look, it's 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 one of those things. If you sign up to a competition, you know what the rules are and you kind of accept what it is. Is it the way that I would personally run it? Look, pro- probably not, but it's the way that they've decided is is best for TV. And if you speak to Colin Bryce or anyone else from from I'm fairly certain it's IMG Media. I'm gonna say IMG Media. Anyway, if you speak to anyone else from you know, I've, speak, I've spoken to Colin Bryce about it, and he said that first and foremost, Worlds is about setting up the best TV show. It's not about it's it's you know it's it's the best TV show first, and it's the best sport you can make it second but everything they do there is is things that look cool on tv so even if they have a yoke it's, well, not, it just gonna, it's not just gonna be a standard yoke they're gonna do cool stuff motorbikes yeah. on the side of it you know they did the car walk instead of a yoke during the qualifiers they make everything look as cool as they possibly can and you have to understand as an athlete as well like if you're if you're going to compete in that like you yeah. have to be prepared for that to happen you can't be like oh i lost because the, you know what you're getting into it's exactly. not like they've never seen it before. That it's not like they don't know it's televised. Like they, they, you know, like you got to know. I, I, I'm not it. saying that that there was like cheating or this and that. I just think that it was a really lousy way to run it because the best guys didn't get in. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, yeah. I'm just going to throw it out uh, another way to look at it slightly bigger picture in the context of this one competition. Y- yes, you can make that argument, but there's really there's there's four major strongman titles that still really in, in contention. So you've got uh, WS Ultimate Strongman. You've got the Rogue Invitational. There's the Arnold. Um, classic. classic finals in Columbus, Ohio, and then there's World's Strongest Man. And each what was one, the first one you said? Uh, World's Ultimate Strongman. World's Ultimate Strongman. It's been run twice. It didn't happen last year, I don't believe. That was mainly. I don't recall that one. I know the other three. Um, Thor won the first year, I believe. Matus won the second year. Okay. Um, it was one run in Dubai. Massive prize money. All the athletes were looked after really well. Oh, I do recall um, them doing it in Dubai. Yeah, Mason from Stand and Submit actually pretty much made all the equipment for right. it as well. Wasn't there a problem with the stage as well for the Stones there, part? For one event, there was. I think it was the second year there was a problem with the stage. It only had like a. That does ring a bell now. Like yeah. a 600 kilo limit. So they had to really lighten up the weight of the yoke because they're like well we can't have 200 kilo guys running with yeah yeah, a seven, yeah. A six or 500 kilo yoke on right because we're gonna go through the floor yeah um yeah there's some covid issues last last year i believe with it being in, in dubai and that caused some problems or whatever so it, it didn't run but yeah they put up a lot of prize money ran a really huge like festival sort of style show it was fantastic um as well as, as someone watching it from home at very least i wasn't there yeah unfortunately but uh <laughs> but yeah it looked really cool but each one of these comps has its own little sort of quirk and individual sort of thing to it so World's Strongest Man is, is purely made as a, for, you know, for entertainment TV show. 
Sorry, what, so World's Strongest Man, yeah, it's, it's, it's first and foremost made as, as a TV show. Um, the Arnold's in Ohio is always considered the heaviest comp, and that also comes down partially to space limitations. You know, the the yoke, we, um, you know, it's, it's a four-meter yoke, and that's the heaviest yoke that's ever done, and it's because they've only got four meters they can use on the stage of effective room. You know, when you allow a couple of meters either side for the yoke to drop, plus another couple of meters of, of safe space either side. Like, it's only like an eight or ten-meter stage. So right. That's all you can do. It has to be heavy static events. You know, Will's Ultimate Strongman, the outdoor, they've got a bit more. They, they did some more, you know, um, you know, show PC kind of events and some real different events. Like they had a silver dollar deadlift um, with some real interesting apparatuses and like some other out there kind of events that kind of do this own cool looking thing. And then Rogue obviously tied in with a CrossFit competition. So a couple of the events became a little bit more CrossFit-like where they had the thousand pound yoke into the 160 kilo log press for reps. So there's always... There's a quirk to each one. So, yeah. I mean, it's, if there's four major titles, you know, there's if you really don't like the way one's run, don't show up and go to the next That's one. Fair enough. I know? really love how Rogue brought back the um, the original-looking Conan's wheel from the movie where they push it. That was amazing. It that looks so awesome. cool. The, the, the wheel of pain they've had at the Arnold's a couple yeah. of years. Yeah. Oh, they had it at the Rogue Invitational as well, didn't they? Yes, yeah. You know what I'd like to see more of, especially in Strongman? Do you remember not too long ago The Rock made a TV show? Yes. Ballers? Which one? He's done. Oh, no, no, not, um, not no, like the fitness thing, not the. Yeah, the TV I, I know the one you're show. talking about. T- Titan Games. Yeah, and it, that was very fitnessy as well. But they had all sorts of stuff. Like they had some, uh, they had some like big, big showy, like an arena style thing where people like watch in the audience and and like that that sort of showmanship. I think would be a really cool they template to actually strong man. On that show had Anthony Furman, who's one of the top under one hundred five competitors in the world, mm. uh, competing. Yeah, yeah. It, was, it was pretty cool. Yeah. yeah, so like something like that, I think, like a grander scale. If someone like The Rock, if someone like The Rock, like Strongman, and he wants to run there's, an event like that, there's it just, there's just a, a big, it costs a lot of money, oh, right? There's been, there's been talk of it. At one stage, there was this talk of The Rock actually himself starting up a Strongman slash powerlifting slash oh, weightlifting federation. Dope. Yeah. I think what's happened, though, is he's brought the XFL. Yeah, um, the and what, sorry? XFL. Did, so, is he is he just he one of the members or is no, he, he he brought he, owns so, the whole, he bought the whole thing? Yeah, it's so, extreme, um, extreme football, football league. league. So it's like uh, NFL but but more extreme. Okay, so you go back <laughs> like twenty odd years ago, Vince McMahon, WWE Vince McMahon opened yeah. up a, a summer league called the XFL, and they of course he did. <laughs> we had yeah. cameras on the sidelines, pro wrestlers showing up doing cameos, like you know, yeah, awesome. really over entertained oh, it. Like it lasted thing. a season or two. Anyway, disappeared, and then they brought back the XFL with a few of the XFL rules, but run more like a, a sports league. Right at the start of COVID, got through half. It started off really well. COVID hit, and then it just killed it. Yeah. Killed it. Yeah. Um, the Rock jumped in and brought it out to save it from from bankruptcy. Awesome. Um, and now he's basically running it as like a development. It's basically gonna be like as of next year. I think it'll be their first season. It's gonna be like a developmental league for the NFL. That's so really like, cool. Yeah. Say you've got like a player who you want to keep him around, but he's not quite good enough to be in your your fifty two man roster. You can instead assign him to the XFL team that's connected to your club. Mm. You keep him under contract. It's like baseball. You have the majors, you have the minors, yeah. you have the double A. Yeah. Exactly. So, same. So I was trying to sort of set up that system, that basically, this is like baseball has, but for, for the NFL. So That's pretty cool. That would be cool. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, nice. yeah, there's, there's some really cool stuff. Like you see some events that I watched that you think would just be awesome if it was in a different sort of template. Like the some of the events they do where they have to like pull a stone on a chain to like hit a certain thing, like chop some stuff with an axe just to get to like that uh, one of them was a sledgehammer you have to lift this like break the concrete to make it light enough to lift it up and like it's just really interesting very showy events oh it is but once again it it comes back to that six or one half a dozen the other like I agree that stuff was was fantastic but if you get people that are complaining at World's Strongest Man that they're doing a head to head stones to decide who gets through the end you're going to get a bunch more people going 
well, really, you know, Martins Lisi's is a better sledgehammer stone hitter than what you know Stoltman is. But but he's he's got hit to the to the side accidentally and wobbled off off. off but angles if you, back if, off you time, time, if you had people if you had both comps and they were connected, like if you had uh like like look at wrestling for example, we all know that it isn't real. The WWE isn't. Real, the WWF wasn't You real. wash your mouth out. What All are you right? talking about? What do you want about? What are you talking it's about? It's as real it's as... It's real. It's as real as the entertainment allows it to be. No, like that's, is, that's dead set real. <laughs> there is the real. big... All right, that's a big I part watched of it, right? Mankind jump off the Hell in a Cell. <laughs> hey, man, don't get me wrong. I'm a diehard fan. That's real. All right? That is 100% The Hardy Boys, real. all time. All time favorite, great. right? Uh, but, like, if you allow them to just agree that the entertainment should be at that level, right? Where the athletes can compete in, like there'll be qualifiers and that's a big part of it, right? Where you have those same stock standard events that everyone does so you know who's the best and the strongest. And then on top of that, a part of it itself is those showy events where they have to do all sorts of crazy stuff like that. Where you're like, yeah, I am the strongest strongman athlete in the world, but with these events, I'm not good at swinging a sledgehammer, so maybe I'll get it next. You know what I mean? Like, it allows for that big showmanship, and you can see it's like the same thing as in the Olympics. People compete in the Olympics, and people are sitting at home with their like dirty singlet, like eating Cheetos, be like, that sucked. If you had like a regular person. Were you watch me when the last Olympics was on? If you had a regular person next to those Olympic athletes doing the same thing, you could see the big difference in events. Like, you want your strongest, most amazing athletes to try some crazy stuff to see if they could do it, right? Just to see if they could do it. So, apart from the, the very structured events where every Everyone has to do it and compete. So you get a level to stack up against like who is the best versus these really showy events that they're probably not going to be first at. Like, I think that would grow the sport a lot more for people to be able to see and be like, be a part of the big, big, like all the lights, cameras and big arena and all that. Like, I think that would help to grow the sport more than athletes wanting to compete and be good athletes. If you want to grow it, you got to get more eyes on it, right? Oh, look, I, I, I agree. And I guess, um, one thing I really wanted to do before sort of stepping aside promoting was actually do more exhibition-based events. So yeah. I had an event that I was trying to set up but unfortunately never fell apart. And the idea was to kind of ditch weight classes a little bit and basically, you know, sort of do some more exhibition-based events. So go, hey, I want to do an axle press for reps. It's going to be weight X, doesn't matter. You know, here's a top five women as far as I'm concerned in the state. Here's the top five men as far as I'm concerned in the state. And we picked a weight that's somewhere in the middle. Because if we go 160 for reps, you know, the way I was looking at that, with the athletes I had at that point in time, that I was in, that I, I thought, well, you know, Rongo's going to win. No ch- you know, no chance. Other than Rongo, there's only one other athlete on the list that could even do 160. You go 100, and then the lightest weight guy on that list, um, he would have won. So you go somewhere in between, yeah. and you see, you know, at a, at a fairly even weight, Who's actually going to win? This is you know? like the last time that you and I raced off in the oak. You know it's coming, right? Yep. Yeah. A smoke, Dan. All right. Dan, the, the all-time Australian record holder for the heaviest yoke. And uh, we did uh, 25 meters. Twenty. How big was your backyard stretch? 20 meters? Uh, we could get 25 win all the way into the garage. I think we're only doing 15. 15. I'm pretty sure it's 20. We'll call it 20. Call it 15. We'll call it 17 and did a half. Did we go into the garage? I don't think we went all the way into the garage. Okay. 15. Either way, <laughs> either way, even more impressive. Dan and I load up a yoke to 285. <sighs> I smoked him. I was much faster. 285 isn't very heavy. 285 kilos? Yeah. You haven't done 285 kilos? I've done 200, and you've done more than you've done. I've seen you do more than like 400 when you did it here, right? It didn't look that hard. And how much have you done total, Dan? What's your heaviest? Uh, heaviest 632. How much have you done? What's your heaviest? 
I don't. Uh, all I need to know I'm is just, that. I'm hey, Matt, just 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 numbers, just spitting them out here. So I mean, yours was and yours was. Oh, oh, so actually, how did you was... how did you beat him? Well, we just did it for time, and this is what Dan's talking about. Yeah. You take the heaviest weight. I can't even lift up what Dan does. Yeah. I can't get it off the ground. Yeah. Right. But you make it light enough, and then you can. My legs running. can move faster. Exactly. Right. Yeah. What would actually be interesting if is if we conducted a little uh, little experiment the whole way along. If we got all three of us and go, all right, let's just go ten meters. Let's start at one hundred. You know, add say fifty kilos at a time and work our way up to point where no one's going to pick it up but myself right and just see at what point it, it kind of switches over you know unfortunately like, it, it wouldn't work to adrian this is no disrespect to adrian but but why well no because it's, you wouldn't win any of them it didn't matter how light it would be um just because our, my stride length is much longer yeah, than you're, yours you're taller than me and, and, and you're way a, more than me a, even, i would be at a even at an empty thing. even at an empty yoke i'm going to be able to run it faster yeah. than you right yeah. so but but for people that are a bit more like comparative we'll, we'll, we'll size. Start, we'll start I feel, I feel like my height just I, I get shafted a lot, yeah. except for like very few things. Yeah, I get shafted like that stride yeah. like makes such and a it's, big it's difference. It's because even 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 when it's empty, you're not going to be able to like hey twenty meters. You might beat me in a sprint for sure. Like yeah. I don't know, but well, like you're, you're explosive. Yeah. Well, I mean. <laughs> Adrian and I've had some running races, which I also beat him at. Um, hill, Even hill if, we st if we started as a weight of zero, did a did a, did a sprint, you know, and yeah. then see, see where we all sort of went there and just yeah. checked over time at what point it crossed over. Because I mean, and I've got no problems. But even right now, if we loaded up the yoke, I'm sure there's you know going to be to a point that you're probably going to beat me, and it's probably going to be that 285 to mid 300s kind of range. And you probably still are going to be quicker than me. Yeah. But at some point, I'm you know 350 to 400 plus. Mm. You would, yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah, you take over. Yeah, and I'm just not going to be able to lift anything that no. you guys are lifting up around. I've only ever even played around with and lifted up to I think it was two hundred one time. Yeah, and that felt really heavy. You guys are crazy. <laughs> my, my, yoke, my yoke doesn't go that light. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what is your your yoke empty? Um. Okay. So the yoke empty is two thirty roughly, mm -hmm. and then it's got two trays that go on the side so I can load you know barrels or whatever onto. I pretty much I consider them part of the yoke. It was always intended yep. they'll be part of the yoke. So it's two seventy empty. Empty. Yeah. But to keep for simplicity with warming up, I've got a pair of fifteens and I I've got uh, like I've got it's got it's got eight pins and mm. then it's got two more pins that sort of stick out sideways. So you put ties and wheels mm. and interesting looking stuff on there. Um, I've got two fifteen a fifteen either side that I put on those. So it just it, it lives at three hundred. Yeah. yeah. So to, for people who don't really understand like what a good or impressive yoke is or a heavy yoke or not a heavy yoke, I'm not a, I don't really do strongman a whole lot. I barely do any strongman stuff. And I think it was the second or maybe third time that just playing around on a Saturday, um, I picked up the yoke and walked with it and I got a 200 after like two or three goes. I'm not the strongest person, but I'm not a weak person either. But that was like second or third time. And when you say like mine doesn't start with anything under 300, like that for someone at, Let's say like my height and weight. What do you think? Well, I you're eighty. You're eighty-two kilos. He'd be in the. What's a competition? He'd be in the ninety-kilo yeah. weight class. He'd yeah. be in the ninety-kilo weight class because. What do you reckon would be like something I'd have to lift? To, well, what's to, the to ninety do well kilo? So the one hundred five kilo record is five hundred kilos. Yes. Yeah. For four meters. Yep. So five hundred kilos for four meters is the one hundred fives. Um, nineties. Um, I don't know if there's actually an official record that's been set, but if, but if. I'd say take ten percent. You know, take take ten to fifteen percent off. So some, so like four fifty would be yeah, would be you know for for a, for a similar you know short four meter run yeah yeah four fifty would be the mark that I'll be looking but, at. But like I mean that's that's sort of like an Australian standard, right? But if yeah. you go to competitions, um, well, I mean competition? there was a competition that, that there was a four hundred meter yoke for the one hundred fives for yeah just recently, right? So for a one hundred fiver, you want to be doing. 
400 up to 400 kilos and for a 90 kilo competitor probably 350 once again that's national yep. level that's national, um, national level competitions yeah yep. so 90s at southwest strongest man a couple of weeks back i believe had like a 310 320 ish yoke yeah somewhere around there um and that was for for 10 meters yeah yeah yeah, cool. Yeah. So before we um, finish up, which will be soon, and we'll get some burgers, Krispies. Um, you, you're the current Australian record holder, six thirty-two. Yes. Yo, for four meters. Yes. What are the rules around that? You can drop it as many times as you drop want. As Is times. there a time limit? Um, Ninety-second time limit, limit, just like any other strongman event. Drop it as many times as you want, and it's you basically just have to move it. That just going to move four meters. You can't cool. slide it, but you can pick it up and lurch you forward can, if you, you need can, yeah. to. Bunny hop it along. Bunny hop but it the, along. the idea with the, no sliding isn't you can't pick it up and drop it forwards. Sliding is basically when the yoke's in contact with the ground, so you're not carrying the full weight. So it doesn't feet. come off the ground. Yeah. So if it's if it's sliding and you're still pushing with your feet as if you're pushing into like a big sled, that's when sliding comes into yeah. it. Yeah. Now certain surfaces it doesn't apply. Like say when I did the last yoke it was on gym mats, mm -hmm. right? So you know you're you're, you're, you're 25 mil, you know, thick rubber mats. When the yoke hits those, it's not sliding anywhere anyway. Yeah, like, it's not like, going to move. It's too it's, heavy. Yeah. yeah. It gets gripped onto it. On polished concrete, that's when sliding comes into yep. it. So the, the sliding rule is it's, it's surface specific. So polished concrite, even so the bitumen outside, you probably could get a bit of sliding. You can get a bit slower, on, yeah. Not, not quite as much as, as the polished no. concrete. That's that's really where the sliding rule comes into okay. it. So yeah, it's 90 seconds to move that weight from point A to point B. Okay. And you... you you have to do some some drops in there. What is the most yoke you've done for about four meters where you don't where you don't have to drop? With no drops. No drops. Uh, most I've done, as in physically competed, completed was five eighty five. So five eighty five four meters, yeah. no drops. Yes. Yeah. I like I always I feel I could do more than that now. I haven't tried to. Five six weeks we'll find out. Yeah. Um. But yeah, between five eighty five and I I I I. I, I Good day, everything perfect. I feel like 600 to 610 is the most I can do unbroken. Yeah. Uh, anything more than that, honestly, I'm, I'm going to be dropping it and repicking it and doing yeah, okay. short runs. You know, right. it's, it's a lot of weight. At this stage, weight. too heavy. It's a lot of weight. It's a lot of weight. Yeah, and before we go on any further, something's been really bothering me all right, about yeah. the books before. I butchered my explanation. Yeah. Right, the book that I've read was Man's Search for Meaning by uh, Victor Frankl. And the other book, was the explanation of that book that I gave was actually about a book called The Gulag Archipelago. Okay. So it's a totally different book. So you're just book. confusing books and titles now? Uh, well, it's almost as if you didn't actually read these books. Well, they're both about the same period in time. I can read One's, synopsises too. I mean, <laughs> I don't call it reading One, books. Yeah. One is about a person's experience mm -hmm. and like the social meaning, and the other one's about something entirely different, which okay. is, yeah, I, I, just, I feel like I should clear that up because it's like kind of like historical. People that have like actually read deal. People, exactly. people that have actually read the books should be like, this guy's full of full of shit. No, I was explaining another book. So I read that <laughs> one and I'm reading the other one and I mix them them both up. So okay. yeah, just so that all of the, the Holocaust survivors don't get mad at me for butchering the explanations. Yes, yes, okay. All yeah, right. well, what was the last book you read? And you? The Scientific Principles of Strength Training last by book. Dr. Mike Gershitel. You, you said not training journals. And stuff. No, no, I said not a uh, training manual. That's not a training manual. It's a book. It's like several hundred pages long. I don't read training manuals. I'm just awesome. Uh, last book that I read like front to back. I think it was Incredible Hulk Volume 630 something. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> nice. Awesome. Cool. All, right. All right. Dan, thank you so much for coming on. We're excited to see how your your yoke records keep progressing. Absolute pleasure. Um, if you don't mind, can I just quickly say something about that? Yes, please. Yeah. All right. So planned next attempt is uh, going to be the 28th of August at... Um, Judgment Day down in, uh, in, uh, in, in Bunbury, Perth, Southwest. Yeah. Um, on top of that, I actually am still in the process of finalizing everything, but um, I'm doing it as a, as a bit of a, a charity sort of uh, event as well. So, nice. Um, 
Cutting a, a relatively long story short, um, my dad was diagnosed with um, inclusive body mitosis, which is a, a muscle-wasting autoimmune disease, um, about 12 months ago. And being a relatively misunderstood and unknown disease, there's very limited funding uh, in it whatsoever. And in fact, he's actually part of the first clinical trial for a direct medication to treat it oh, wow, wow. In, uh, in the world. So um, yeah, I'm sort of doing it as a bit of a, a fundraiser to... Uh, raise money for some for the Mycitis Foundation. So uh, yeah, um, details in terms of how to actually donate everything will become available in the future. But uh, I'd love to send some details through to you if you don't. Yeah, mind send them through to me, yeah, and absolutely. then I won't put this one up straight away. And then when you have it, I'll have it all in the description. No, that'd be fantastic. Cool, man. Cool, awesome. Well, there you go. It's all for a good cause as well. Yeah, perfect. Cool. All right, six fifty-five is the way I'm going for. Six fifty-five. Ooh, six fifty-five. Yes. I thought you said the the most you you've done unbroken. Was it the most you've done or the most you've most done, done unbroken? 632, but not unbroken. But ah, exactly. so 632 yeah, is the most yeah. I've done. I'm, I'm trying, to, trying to bump it up a little bit. You know? Okay. All right. What's the world record? World record is 713 by Brian Shaw. 713, Brian Shaw at Arnold Classic. That was at the Arnold Same Classic. Same deal. Yeah. Four meters, as many drops you want, 90 four seconds. Meters, I think he dropped it two or three times during that. So. Well, okay. Yeah. So it's a pretty quick run then. I mean, if you, you... Can you pick up your game a little bit? Mate, he ain't dropped the toy. Mate, sort it out, all right? <laughs> oh, 632. Well, 713. Okay. Let's, Sorry, let's, let's, real quick. Can you get a 720 at least? Real, real quick, how many, how many times have you lifted 600 kilos? I want to just refer back to this one time that Dan and I raced to the Oaks, okay? No. <laughs> I'm going I'm gonna to throw, I'm I'm throw it out to, uh, to relatives, like, relative things as well. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm barely six foot. You know, I'm getting shorter as time. You are getting shorter. You used to be taller than me. I have. I've, I've, really? I've, yeah, legitimately, no, I've, I've gotten shorter. I've, I've lost about five centimeters. <laughs> Damn. He was like 6'2", and now he's like, yeah, I'm taller than <laughs> wow. yeah, so do you think that's from all the yolk and well, all that 110%. sort of stuff? 110%. Yeah. Put 500 plus kilos in your back every week for you know, a year and a half straight. It's gonna, you're going to get a little short. Yeah. Um, Damn. Yeah, you've got, you got relative stride length. I, you know, I, I figured I'm, I'm having to take like 16 to 20 steps to get the to get the run done. Brian's only taking 10. So that's I mean, six foot eight? Yeah. Six foot eight, eight, six foot nine. Yeah. And Fair incredibly enough. fucking strong. So. Yeah, yeah, that will do that. it. That also <laughs> helps. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Awesome. All right, guys, thanks for tuning in. Like it if you haven't already. Subscribe if you haven't already. And we will catch you next time on the Big Flex Podcast. See you next time. Catch everybody. it. Thank Bye. you.